Hello, everybody, and welcome to Somebody's Mama Podcast. We're your hosts, Nicole and Kendra. What's up, you guys? As always, we're so excited to be here today. We have a really special episode. This is episode 36. Yes, episode 36. Look at us. In a second, we're going to have our one-year anniversary in like two months, I think. Oh, yeah, that is so true. That's crazy. Dang. So crazy. Time is flying. Uh, we truly appreciate you guys. And we have so much to talk about today. So let's just get into it. Kendra, yeah. how was your weekend? Okay, so my weekend was actually pretty good. Um, it was kind of busy, but it was good. So um, my church was doing a women's conference on Saturday. And my first lady called me on Thursday evening and was like, hey, can you teach a class? And I was like, huh? <laughs> she was like, yeah, I want you to like be one of the speakers. And I was just like, um, okay. You know, you can't say no, you have to be obedient. Yes. And anybody that knows me knows that I am not like, I do really, I love the podcast because I don't have to like literally like stand in front of a podium in front of people. Right. But um, public speaking is like, mm -mm. but she told me it was going to be a small group and I was speaking to teen girls. So I'm like, okay, I'm a little bit more comfortable with that. So um, I spent like Friday preparing for that. Um, So I had about like 10 um, teenage girls and we just talked to them about like different topics. The conference was called Found and Free. And so we kind of just talked to them about like self-love and like um, self-care, what that looks like at their their age and like um, just like get in tune with themselves, but also like building a relationship with God and the importance of it, especially like right now. So um, for those of you that don't know, I do makeup. So uh, we came up with the concept of like building a makeup look while explaining the steps to building a relationship with God. Oh, wow. So it turned out really well. Like, it was like, it was enlightening for me. Shoot, I was like, it was coming to me. Like, I was speaking to me and I was like, okay, then. Like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) It aligned so well. And so, um, so that was really fun. I did that on Saturday. So the conference was actually on Saturday. Um, and so that was really fun. Like the girls were so cool. Like when they first got there, they were like really shy and like, they didn't really know each other by lunchtime. They was arm in arm taking pictures. And like a lot of the girls there were saying how they don't really have a lot of friends. And so before the day was over, they like exchanged phone numbers and like, it was just really, really, it was like really special. Like everything that. that happened was like meant to happen. It was, it was just beautiful. And then Sunday, um, Sunday, my husband had to go somewhere. So I was home with the kids and then we went to my mom's house and we took like a little family walk and then we went to go visit my grandmother. So we had kind of like a family day on, on Sunday. So it was, it was a nice, cool little weekend. See, I love that. And your church is so awesome. Like, and your first lady is amazing. I love how like, she always plans stuff and goes above and beyond you know she really does like it was so beautiful we walked in there like wow like 
she had like the balloon arches and like the you know all the little stuff you see when people do like baby showers and events and yeah. stuff like that like it was so it puts cool. an effort yeah yeah and she loves like just curating events for women and I thought it was really cool that she included the teen girls too so yeah she she really is she really is special like she's definitely walking in her calling <laughs> yeah and it's so funny because I remember being super young and like when your first lady and now pastor were just dating and it was like a secret. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we, every, I felt like we would, sit, we would sit there and be like, you could see them like cross eyes and like blush and stuff like that. And, and just sit there and be like, I think there's something. <laughs> right. There's nothing brewing there. <laughs> and now they're like, what, three kids later or something. Yeah. Married and yeah, I don't know how long they've been married, but they've been married for a while. Yep, they got teenage children. Wow, they're teenagers. Yeah, I think their oldest is like 16. Whoa, that's crazy! 16. Yep, wow, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. How about you? How was your weekend? So, this past weekend, me and the baby Araya ended up being sick so remember last week when I said Audrey's throat was hurting yeah I think she was actually sick so I thought my husband said she ran and if you guys listened to last week I said I thought my daughter was sick but then my my husband said she ran into the wall thing by the stairs and hit her neck so he was saying she hurt her neck but I think she was actually sick because me and the baby got sick and our throats were hurting yeah so I was sick all weekend then I got a headache and then my husband was gone for work on Saturday so I was just at home sick with the kids on Saturday that's terrible (laughs) it was horrible but by Saturday night I was feeling better Mm -hmm. and I literally watched the whole season except for the one that just came out the other day uh of love is blind yes (laughs) and me and kids were talking about it we might just have to recap y'all after the reunion because loving love is blind is a hot mess hot mess like you guys have to let us know if you guys are watching or have watched it so we can discuss after this reunion because I am so curious. We were kind of talking about this before, like, to see, like, if anybody that kind of broke up got back together or, like, where are they now? The people who stayed together, like, did they for real stay together? Yeah, there's so many things that um, need to be answered. And this Friday, they will be answered. So I did that. Mm -hmm. I decided no more 600-pound life for me (laughs) because I'm trying to figure out why I'm gaining weight watching 600-pound life. Oh no, oh no, it's supposed to be a a deterrent. Yeah, it was, I think was manifesting, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I learned a good little tip, because you know, I'm on this like lose weight journey, right? Mm -hmm. And I was watching this guy, I was watching this girl, and she was like, oh, oh, and instead of 600 pound life, I'm now watching CrossFit games. But anyways, That's good. yeah, it's real crazy. Um, but uh, I was watching this girl giving tips on how to lose weight. And you know what she said? 
So she said, you know what? The trick to losing weight is you just, you just can't get hungry. What? <laughs> I was like, this is dumb and very genius at the same time. I get it. <laughs> like, don't get hungry because then if you get hungry, then you binge, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, like stay on top of your meals so that you never get like hungry, hungry. Yeah, but the way she sounded was like, just don't get hungry. If you don't get hungry, then you won't. <laughs> and I was just like, you need to say this a little better. But basically, right. she was just trying to say like, if you eat properly, eat consistently. Mm-hmm. And so I've been drinking like, I already drink a lot of water, but now I've started drinking like a half a gallon of water a day. Mm-hmm. And I can definitely see the difference in my eating by drinking water. Because I, I already felt like I had drink a lot of water, but now I'm kind of watching it. And some days I hit close to a gallon a day. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed with me even increasing my water just a little bit, yeah, my eating pattern has completely changed. Yeah. Because it's just, you get so full on water, you just, like first thing like I just drink a whole thing of water on the way to pick up the kids by the time I get back I'm hungry I get the snacks and before I know it I'm drinking a whole thing of water again like it's just like going 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 I'm drinking a lot of water you know it helps me to not get hungry what coffee (laughs) if I drink coffee I, I, I will literally legit be like did I eat today but that's not good either because you can't just not eat. But um, child, coffee be like, but then I like, I don't drink like black coffee or anything like that. Like I have to have a little bit of cream in it. So it's not really. But then <laughs> the one day you don't drink the coffee, do you end up like binge eating? Because that's what would happen to me. Like if I were to stop drinking the coffee, then I would probably, like, just be eating a whole bunch of stuff. No, like, I'm not really a binge eater. Like, my issue is sugar. So, I don't Mm. eat crazy, but I'll be like, ooh, I want a cookie. Or I want ice cream. Or... Me too. Like, I'll go to Starbucks and get, like, caramel in in my coffee. Like, stuff like that. Like, that's, that's where my struggle is. Like, food, I don't care about food like that. See, I will binge the sugary stuff. So I'll be yeah. like, ooh, let me go to the gas station and get the donuts, a Twinkie, a cupcake, <laughs> and chocolate milk. And I'll just be like, I'm just going to sit here. And before I know it, I didn't eat it all. Oh, no. Yeah, and no. I'll, I'll be like, let me go home. Let I'm like that with the, Hall- with the Halloween candy, all the Reese's and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. that's the trouble because you find yourself every time you go to the kitchen, you got to grab a Reese's or you got to grab a this, got to grab a that. So I try not to keep that stuff in the house. But when I'm out, I'm definitely going to Starbucks. Like, I'm definitely getting a, a cream cheese Danish. Like, yeah, that's my struggle is the sweet stuff. If I could cut out sugar, I would probably be, my weight would just drop. See, I let go of, I don't know how, I think once I started increasing my water intake, I haven't been as, been at Starbucks as much lately, because mm-hmm. I go to Starbucks for the water and not the, the coffee. Yeah. I started making my coffee at home too, and I think that helps more too, because you can kind of gauge like how much you're putting in. Like, 
at Starbucks, they put, I put white chocolate syrup in it, but at home, I only use creamer. Oh, I see. So I can kind of measure like how much creamer I'm putting in and like I can, you know, I can, if that's why they say like, if you eat at home, you'll have a better chance of losing weight because you know what's going in your food. Yeah. Yeah. So. I try to just completely take out processed food right now because I got to work on that relationship so yeah that's a good yeah yeah I took took that one out but yeah anyways let's get into your mama moment what's your mama moment okay so last week um Kendon had the opportunity to go on um a limo lunch so um, last semester they had like a a fundraiser where um, they weren't even selling items they just asked for donations and you had to like send letters to like family members and stuff to like 10 people or something and so we sent it out to like our family and friends and they overdid it like they was sending a hell of money and so <laughs> he was one of the top um, everybody was excited because it was his first um, fundraiser they are like oh my gosh you know so he was one of the top um, fundraisers. And so a part of that is they won a lot of things. Like they won tickets to Knott's Farm. They won oh, all these prizes. But also on that list was um, a limo lunch with the principal. So they rented like these huge party buses and they took them all to uh, Miguel's, the restaurant over there in Dos Agos. Yeah. And so... I was so excited. Kenny didn't really know what was going on. He didn't know what a limo was. He was just like, what's happening? And I kind of like messed it up because the way that they were doing it was um, they said at 12, they're going to load the kids on the buses, take them and bring them back. So you just have to pick them up at two. Well, me being like mom, you know, crazy. I'm like, well, it's his first limo ride. I have to go see. So I pull up to the school before they get on the bus and I'm like taking pictures and videos of him. I'm trying to hide so he can't see me because I'm like, I don't want him to see me and then not want to (laughs) go. So I'm in the cut and then one of the other parents is like, come over here, come over here, come take a picture. You can get on the bus, get on the bus and take a picture. And I'm like, no, I don't want him to see me. And sure enough, he saw me. Oh, so I'm like, oh, well, I'm over here now. So I'm taking videos and pictures of him. And he's looking like, what is happening? Mom, take me home. He's <laughs> like, I'm ready to go now. Let's go. <laughs> so I have a picture of him sitting on the bus, like looking all sad and like, just like put his head down, looking like he's about to cry. And I'm like, it's okay, buddy. I'll be back to pick you up in a couple hours. Like you're going to have fun. It's going to be so much fun. So I was all worried, like, oh my gosh, I hope he's okay. Like, I hope he's not going to cry the whole time and like, he can enjoy himself. Like I ruined his moment, you know? Yeah. And so when I came to pick him up, uh, I was make sure I was there early because I don't want him to be there waiting. And so when I came to pick him up, he like hopped off the bus and he's like, mom, I had such a good time. It was so fun. They were playing, um, uh, what is it? The Paw Patrol movie? You hear the Paw Patrol movie song, Mom? You hear it? He's like, yeah, we went to a restaurant. I said my order. Like, he was just so excited. And so that warmed my heart because I was like, dang, I ruined his, like, special little moment. Because, you know, kids, like, if you're not there, they're not really tripping. Right. But the moment they see their parents, they're going to be acting all, you know, like a baby or whatever. 
And so, uh, but yeah, he was really excited. It was like night and day when he got on the bus to when he got off the bus. He's like, mom, can we do it again? <laughs> oh my goodness. So I'm so happy he had a good time. Cause I remember seeing that and I was like, oh my goodness. I hope he had a good time. Yeah, he did. He had so much fun. He talked about it all day. When he got home, he told his dad and like, yeah. So it was cool. That was my little mama moment. How about you? Um, so we're just rolling with these milestones. I don't know why this little girl is trying to walk now. Oh, and it's like she took a step, mm-hmm. and she like so she's been while the kids are at school, she's been at home practicing, standing up, taking a step, sitting down, taking a step, sitting down, and she gets like so excited for herself. So she'll be like look at me, look at me, look, look, look. And then she'll just like crack up. Like Aww. I took a step and um, she's like holding the couch and walking around and it's like, whoa, because this is the first time that I'm actually here for this whole process, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause with my first two kids, you know, you feel like you saw the first time, but now that I'm with a riot all the time I know like oh you did not see the first time right (laughs) and so um seeing her I'm like dude you're 10 months and you're over here trying to walk and like what is going on it's so weird when they're that small too because they look like a baby and it's like you don't even look like you're supposed to be walking (laughs) Yeah, like, what are you doing? You don't, you're not supposed to be walking. Like, what are you doing? You're 10 months. Like, yes. I know Austin was excited to walk around 10 months, mm-hmm. and he, did, he didn't end up walking till he was, like, closer to one. Mm-hmm. But I know Audrey was definitely closer to one. But So I'm like, this feels so early, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and I'm like, I'm just sitting here like, what is going on? Like, I can't quite wrap my head around it. She gonna be into everything. Oh yeah, she's she's already she's just she's into everything. She's already into oh, and she loves music. Every time that beat drop, oh my goodness, <laughs> she just be jumping and clapping. I'm like, oh my goodness, this kid right here. What am I gonna do with you? That is so cute. Yeah, it's really like crazy because I don't know. I guess. It's kind of bittersweet because it makes me realize how much I missed, but then at the same time be so appreciative to at least have got to experience it, you know? Right, right. At least you're getting those moments with her. Yeah, so it's kind of been like, I don't Especially know. if this is going to be your last one, then at least you get, you know, all these special moments with her too. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, but she um she going to twice a day daycare when she turned two. Okay, twice a day. Two, I mean twice a week. Oh, twice a week. <laughs> we're gonna enjoy this little situation, and then we're gonna enjoy the summer, the holidays, and when she turned two. <laughs> not you I'm trying gonna... to rush. Not you trying to rush her to two when she uh not even one yet. But <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, when she turned two, I'm gonna get my Tuesday and Thursday back. Right. Girl, I know. I'm excited. They announced that um, kindergarten is going to be full-time next year. So I'm like, lit. Oh, yeah. 
Because yeah. right now, you know, Kenny's in TK and he just goes half a day. So that time goes by so fast, you don't really get to do anything. And so I'm like, oh, that's going to be lit because Bryson's going to be in preschool by then and he's going to be full day. Lit. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. I had that. I had that situation for a minute. <laughs> Then I got pregnant. <laughs> you know what? Before we go on to our topic this for this week, uh, you know what I saw this weekend that was so funny? What? It's kind of messy, but it was so funny. Um, I think her name is Ali Wong. She's a comedian. Let me see. Oh, the girl that does stand up and um, she has like Netflix specials and stuff. Yeah, she just dropped a new one, and I saw it over the weekend. I just thought about it right now because it was so funny. She's hilarious. Like, what is, what is wrong with, what is wrong with her? I don't know, but it was so funny. I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah, she. The beginning is very inappropriate. The I'm beginning is. <laughs> Yeah, for her, if you know her, then you know it's going to be off the rails, but I definitely felt like this third one in Netflix, um, whatever, is like way more off the rails than the previous one. Right, because she was pregnant last time, I think, or the, or the yeah. first time, one of those times she was pregnant. Because, you know, I'm a little conservative at times. Uh-huh. And so for me to sit there and like, especially with things that are like sexual, I'm kind of conservative. So to sit there and like, she's just like saying all this stuff. And I was just sitting there like, am I blushing? Because like, what? (laughs) What is going on? Allie is crazy. She's crazy. I'm crying. (laughs) Yeah. So check, check, watch it and then get back to me. It's definitely... A watch when your kids are asleep. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. Cause it goes real left. Alrighty. So we're gonna jump into this week's topic. First of all, we wanna say happy women's history month. Um, and we are on the heels of Black History Month. So today we're gonna be talking about Black women making history. We're going to be highlighting some of the Black women of our time who have been just breaking down barriers, um, creating businesses, you know, fighting for us in the political realm, um, breaking records, and just like, you know, putting their mark in every area. So, um, yeah, so that's what we're going to be touching on today. And we just wanted to mention, like, it's so amazing how I feel like we we saw this more than ever, like during the pandemic, but how many Black women have been starting businesses, multiple businesses, like the Black women in um, the entrepreneurship is just like amazing. Like yeah. we're really creating our own lane in so many areas and coming up with products and like coming up with products for us, by us, like, yeah it's amazing to be able to walk into a store like Walmart or Target and like be able to pick up a product from a black woman. Yeah. Because that was like unheard of. Like, you know, when we go to the beauty supply, we don't know who the, who the people that are making these products for our hair. 
Right. And, and then we have to buy it from someone who doesn't even like us and treating us like, you know, like the scum of the earth when we're the ones who are keeping them in business. I'm talking about okay. stores. But yep. now there's a whole directory of black owned beauty supply stores. Like you can literally find one in almost every city. So that is like huge in itself. Um, but just to give a few little statistics, in the U.S., 17%, 17% of Black women are in the process of starting or running new businesses, compared to 10% of white women and 15% of white men. And 61% of Black women are self-funded for their total capital. And this is huge because a lot of other um, ethnicities, like they are backed by their community or they have some type of like funds or stipends or grants or things like that. But we're literally like scraping up our, our change, <laughs> working at nine to five, stacking our money, working multiple businesses to fund our, our businesses ourselves. Yep. And it just deserves an honorable mention because literally yep. I love scrolling down my timeline and just seeing all the amazing like businesses that are flourishing and going on there and seeing like I just got in Target I just got yeah. in Walmart like I'm in every CVS around the world like yeah. <laughs> and what's crazy about that is like even though black women are the highest educated we're the number one um growing entrepreneurship group mm -hmm. and we're the least funded yes like yeah. how are we the highest educated, we're growing the most in entrepreneurship. I believe we're the number one in entrepreneurship as a total of group that has the most self-owned like businesses or whatever. Mm -hmm. But yet, nobody funds us. We literally have to, um, we have to literally play the game so strategically yep. because everybody is self-funding themselves putting all the pennies together like you said Kendra working the nine-to-five running the business and starting families and being married like all of that is so much and I feel like um a lot of times because black women are doing so much of it of our on our own I guess I'm building these things people just act like oh they can do it because they're strong like they just try to act like oh they can handle it and it's like no give us our credit yeah um, we are working our butts off to do the best that we can and we're doing it with way less money yeah. than our counterparts okay yeah. and they're afraid and doing it better yes <laughs> and, and that's better. why they're afraid of it because yeah so many times in history black people have built communities black wall street you know yep. um in in tulsa like black businesses have thrived time and time again yeah and as soon as they start to thrive and surpass other cultures other ethnicities what do they do they snatch it up burn it down discredit rob them of everything and yep. time and time again dust ourselves off, pick ourselves up, and do it over and over again. And they can't understand how we are able to do that. How are they beating down so much? 
How are they discredited so much? How are they talked about so much? How are the doors keep getting closed in their faces and they're still able to thrive? Like they can't figure it out. <laughs> no, they can't. They can't figure it out. But I think what they don't realize is the um like the microaggression. Mm -hmm. Listen. Growing up in OC my whole life, I had to deal with a lot of microaggression, passive aggressive or whatever it is called. And let me tell you, that alone make you want to just do your own thing. Like you're not gonna just sit over here and try and play me all day. Okay. It's, it's fueling, it's fueling us. And yeah. I think the pandemic taught, I mean, black businesses were thriving before the pandemic, but it yeah. really taught people a lot that these corporations, these companies, they care nothing about you. Right. They want you to come and put your life and your family's life at risk without compensating you, without showing any type of care or concern. And that's literally made people say, forget it. I'll figure it out. I'm going to leave my company and I'm going to figure it out because I'm tired of being treated this way and uh, like not appreciated for keeping this business, this country running. And it's, it's time for people to just realize that we can do it on our own now. Yeah. Like, and what I love too is uh, some of the black women and men that are higher up, they're starting to fund the smaller businesses too. And that's really something to look into, like the Tyler Perry's, the Oprah Winfrey's, the, um, the list goes on, but seeing them starting to um, shack, the seeing them starting to pour back in, yeah. I think is also going to make a huge different difference, like Diddy as well. Just yeah. and if that circle continues, like it's 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 on and popping. Okay. Yep, yep, absolutely. So we're just going to mention um, some important Black women who are making history today. Um, at the top of my list, I have not necessarily in any type of order, just the first one I have on my list <laughs> yes. is Miss Kamala Harris, who is our vice president. And she is our first Black woman vice president. And it's amazing to see. Um, I just remember when, um, when it was first announced, like just watching on the TV, like just watching history be made. Uh, we're not saying she's perfect. Right. Um, you know, she is a politician at the end of the day, but we would just like to honor the fact that she is the first Black woman vice president, first woman vice president, and she's Black. So, um, yeah. And not only that, not only she's the she's the first woman vice president, okay? So she's Black and she's the first woman, okay? So that's... I love a I love a first of a first. Okay, even though I don't love a first of a first, but if we're gonna do first of a first, then look, <laughs> it's gonna be black. <laughs> okay, so since we're on the political side, we gotta talk about how um, Biden picked Katanji. I hope I'm saying it right. Katanji Brown to be the first black woman on the Supreme Court. Yeah, and. I really feel like they can make this happen. Yeah. Um, it's going to take some work, but she was also uh, one of the first Black women confirmed in the appeals court. So 
Um, and there's only six black women serving as judges on the federal appeals court. And she right. was one of them. So to have her on the Supreme Court, though, like that's the court above the court above. The, that, that's the highest level of court. Right. And there's never been a black woman. Like, what, what are we doing here? Right. <laughs> It's time. It's time. So, so I'm really hopeful that that she will get confirmed, and I think she has a good chance. I really do. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, we also wanted to mention uh, Miss Stacy Abrams. Oh yes. Um, I mean, she literally. <laughs> oh my God. She literally just did the dang thing. Like she ran, um, ran for governor of Georgia. Unfortunately, she lost the race, but she didn't let that stop her from continuing to um, champion people to continue to vote. And she literally helped us win this election and not get Trump back in office. <laughs> literally. Literally, like... I mean, it was just amazing to see how she just helped turn Georgia blue for the first time since 1992. So that was like huge. It was historic. It was definitely needed. Um, so we just wanted to definitely mention her for that. She's amazing. Um, because that's really how things are going to get changed at the end of the day, having more people in the seats that are making these major decisions. Yeah. That's literally how, you know, you, you can't just talk the talk. You got to put laws into action. You got to vote. Like there's so many different, mm -hmm. you know, pieces of the puzzle that helps, that helps things move along, you know? And it literally just showed her character of, continuing to fight not laying down and being like oh I lost the race like whatever you know like yeah she decided to still push forward and make the change that needed to be happened that needed to happen so definitely have to mention her definitely um someone that I had to mention is a young lady named Miracle, she's Nigerian, she's 24 years old, and she's currently training to become a commercial airline pilot, and um, she will be part of the 1% of Black female pilots for major commercial airlines. Uh, something interesting about her is growing up, um, she said that her ambitions were often looked down on because of her gender. Her mm -hmm. dad once said, if a woman's flying this plane, I'm getting off. Wow, her own father. Her own father. And now she um, has joined the aviation industry and she'll become a flight attendant with American Airlines, but as well as she's currently training to be a pilot. And... Wow. You know, that would definitely, 24 years old, that's definitely probably going to be the youngest Black woman pilot. Yeah. May or may not be. I could be, I'm, we're not sure. But nonetheless, 1% of female pilots? Period. Like, wow. I mean, literally, it's so inspiring because it's like, especially with your own father, like saying something like that, probably fueled her more. That probably pushed her to be okay. like, oh, You'll see. You won't even know I'm up there flying a plane. How about that? <laughs> oh, you know what? She would. She would be the youngest. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. 
but yeah that definitely probably fueled her for her dad to say that like are you serious like let me show you while she went from customer service to pilot okay she had to climb the ladder and had to work every job in between wow yeah and while we're talking about um young ladies just killing it i had to mention marseille martin if you guys don't know who she is she um was one of the stars of blackish um she also um was in little but she is the youngest executive producer in hollywood wow yeah so she actually produced the film little in 2019 um when she was just 14 years old and so she was honored in the Guinness World Book of Records for being the youngest executive producer in Hollywood. And she happens to be a young Black woman. Okay. And if you've ever seen any of her interviews, she's so smart. Like, oh, gosh. Yeah. She's, she's just she's like... Smart, very well-spoken. Like, and she's a really good actress, too. Like, I, and Blackish, like, she is hilarious. Like, she, her and the grandma make the show. but it just makes you so proud like okay look at you then i'm sure her parents are so proud because i mean you know and especially as someone who is creative when you're young you're usually super creative and to think to take those ideas and be moving at such a fast pace is just like whoa you're you're truly walking in your calling you know yeah i'm sure she has an amazing support system so like you said, like definitely shout out to her parents because like it takes guts to be able to put yourself out there and do something like that. So you have to have like a strong support system to, you know, kind of encourage you and be like, you got this. And she's definitely in the position to like make some big things happen. So it's really exciting to see that. Like, you know what I love? Like I watched... (laughs) I watch things like this happen and it just makes me like so proud to be black. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I'm like, you would think she was my cousin in real life because I don't know. I just see things. I literally can scroll on Instagram and I'll see people like hitting these major milestones or like doing great things. And I'll just be like, I love being black. So yes, I have another young lady um, that I saw. Her name is Madeline Swiegel. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, but she graduated from the Navy in 2017. And three years later, she is, um, dang, I kind of minimized my screen there. So let me move it over. But um, yeah, she graduated in 2017. And just three years later, she made history as the first known black woman to become a tactical air pilot for the u.s navy and to leave her wings of gold and it's just so crazy like three years later like three years later just flying tactical tactical um aircraft that's wild wild that means she's shooting she can shoot and (laughs) and and hit okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) and she's beautiful she looks young like i'm like dang girl like this is crazy but i mean there's so many people that are like 
just just killing the game so many women like that we just see in our everyday life like I have a friend of mine she um she's been in the film creation industry for the last 10 years and she's just um achieved so many different things she's closing her studio and moving on to like different things and I was just watching her um on Instagram and uh, we couldn't make it to the closing last night but I was just watching on Instagram and just thinking about all the things that they've done in that studio and like you know we filmed our um we took photos for our wedding in there oh wow um we filmed our wedding video because we kind of like did an interview for our our wedding filmed that in there um just birthday parties I did like my first um makeup shoot makeup photo shoot in that studio um for a clothing brand so it's just like so many like memories and things like that but she has created so help people create so many brands and like I'm like girl you are black history like (laughs) seriously seriously you're amazing production is such a big uh such a big key especially right now especially with not having as much funding Mm -hmm. you really have to count on your production like putting money towards production so it can be visible on social media platforms is really important Mm -hmm. um someone who i think is really incredible is pinky cole she's the founder of slutty vegan and Mm -hmm. to take food vegan i feel like vegan food in the black community wasn't always you know a high choice you know not at all like black people yeah like what you couldn't if you were gonna make some vegan food you couldn't tell them it was vegan until they already started eating it and saying that it tastes good like you couldn't be right (laughs) so for her to start a vegan restaurant in atlanta right and for it to have blown up over the years the way that it has to um now being in a place where she's buying an entire block in atlanta for restaurants and um being on the forbes i think she was on the forbes next 1000 and then got on the list for entertainment magazine's 100 most powerful women and to think of going into an area for and, and i feel like slutty vegan i feel like it was for black culture yes you know what i'm saying like yes. it wasn't just vegan food it was like vegan food targeted for black people and, and i feel like she kind of like just seeing like the names of some of her items on the list she kind of played on the fact that atlanta is kind of like known for like their strip clubs and like stuff like that and right. so i feel like she kind of played on that culture you know like just to get like people in the door and it's kind of because the the way that they make their burgers or kind of like messy and like you know like enticing in that way yeah and so I mean it was a brilliant concept but the food I haven't tasted it because I haven't been to Atlanta and when she came here I didn't find out about it until it was like almost over but you know for you to have a line miles long for people to bring their chairs to wait in line just for your food it has to be amazing it has to be amazing it has to be it has to be amazing yeah nobody's yeah it has to be amazing but 
kudos to her because I feel like she started a trend of creating more mm-hmm. vegan food targeted towards black people too yes and making it flavorful and taste good yeah. and be appealing and like not be so boring and just like vegetables and like whatever like and I feel like places like that have inspired more vegan sh- black vegan chefs and restaurants and people oh, actually yeah. like buy into the culture and like want to eat healthier and want to kind of like you know explore explore a little bit more so definitely she's definitely one of the ones that um drew more attention to it yeah and i had one more um elaine myers taylor i thought she was so dope because she does bobsled right Mm -hmm. and she's not only the first woman but the first athlete male or female mm. to medal as both as a brakeman and a driver in bobsled wow. winning her a bronze in two, 2010 in the winter games a silver in 2014 winter games um, a medal in the 2018 games and in 2022 she made history again winning silver in the first ever women's mono bob event so i mean winter olympics Come on now, bobsledding. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie? I first heard her bobsledding in uh, Cool Runnings. Oh my goodness, goodness. Yeah, <laughs> old school movie. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So have you ever watched the video of, you can watch her video on YouTube of winning and stuff or just doing the bobsled? And it's wild. It's just so wild. Wow. Like they go so fast. Yeah. It's so amazing, like, and there's so many, like, women who have, who are constantly, like, making history every day, like, these are just a few that we've mentioned, but, I mean, like I said, there's been so many people that we've seen over the last, like, yeah, over the last few years, um, that have just, like, done crazy things, like, Supercent, I don't know if you guys know the brand Crayon Case, like, she made a million dollars in, like, 30 seconds or something like that um, off of her um, cosmetic brand, and, like, she's built this business over the last, like, five years or so, and she's in Walmarts everywhere, like, her products sell out all the time, like, it's just amazing to like see people and like I feel like this day and age of like Instagram and stuff like we get to see people get there like we get to like watch the process of seeing them start from the bottom and just like soar and it's so inspiring and it makes you feel like well dang if I just saw her working in a restaurant five years ago and now here she is a multi-millionaire and all she did was take her idea and be consistent and create a formula and like keep going then I can do the same you know and just to just start like it's inspiring just to start something and like pull through and I feel like just with the mentality that we have now, we're just going to see so many amazing, more amazing things to come. And like, we're just getting started. So I'm really proud of us. <laughs> yes. yes. 
I am so excited to celebrate Women's History Month and we're gonna continue to celebrate Black history because we're literally making history every day and um, continue to honor those that came before us and to make our ancestors proud. Amen to that. So we thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Please make sure you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And also make sure you are following us on Somebody's Mama Pod. And like Nicole, um, I'm sorry, following us on Instagram at Somebody's Mama Pod. And like Nicole mentioned, we're going to come back towards the end of the week and discuss Love is Blind reunion. So if you guys are interested in that, make sure you guys go ahead and tap in with us on Instagram and let us know um, if you guys are watching that show with us. And so we will holler at y'all very, very soon. Bye. Bye.